It's 3.32. You're listening to Afternoon Jazz at 90.5 FM, WSNC Winston-Salem. Jazz in all its colors from the campus of Winston-Salem State University. I'm Jim Steele. Glad to be with you this afternoon. And in the studio with us this afternoon after a bit of a hiatus due to life. Friends from um, Experiment and Self-Reliance, uh, Tawana Wellman, Roebuck, Victoria Von Dolan. Welcome to both of you. Glad to see you both. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Jim, you know, when I was coming in, you teased me about my red and black colors. And my reaction is, hey, when I come to Winston-Salem State, I know what colors to wear. I'm That's a right, graduate baby. of Winston-Salem State University. So I certainly, certainly know what color to wear. I'm proud of the progress and the wonderful students that are here on campus. Well, we've got great students on the campus, and uh, it's been quiet because it was uh, spring break. Oh. So it was too quiet around here. <laughs> we we like it, and they're never loud, you know. But it's it's at least there's there's more warm bodies on the campus. But anyway, uh, we're also and you mentioned um, uh, the students who are here. We've got some uh, students from um, Forsyth Tech who are our um, interns, and we're glad to have them around. Um, and it makes life seem a little bit more normal because you and I, um, uh, Tawana, were talking about uh, COVID and being hunkered down. And and you and I both were just saying we're just we're just gonna stay in for a little while and <laughs> but now we're getting out and about again. Yeah, we're getting out and about a little bit. Yeah, so this is um, a good time for people to get reengaged with families and friends. And I, I I have to mention this because I saw it posted, and uh, and your husband, Bobby, Bobby Roebuck, is a friend of the station, and a lot of the photography that you see here at the station, also on a website, it's, it's done by him because he's a very talented photographer. You know, I'm really a, um, just very proud of my husband. Uh, he works for the city of Winston-Salem, but his great passion is photography and art. Uh, he has an art background and just sort of picked up a camera and said, hmm, I can do this. And, you know, he started and now he's just noted quite a few places just for his photography. It's amazing. And he he gets these great shots of jazz musicians. And of course, that's near and dear to our heart. So when we've got jazz coming up in the summertime um, down at Corbin Plaza and different events going on and, and a new gig that, that, that he's got go in, in Uptown Charlotte at a club there. And a lot of the musicians that we play are at, at, at these clubs. So that's a real treat for us to see those photographs. It is. You know, and I want to say to students and to our listening audience, it's amazing. Sometimes you're, you might call it a side gig, but that small passion that you have that you may not have experienced or put any life or thought into sometimes can evolve into a great hobby. And you really can grow additional talents from just some of the things that you might have in your mind. And that's what happened with Bobby. Um, he started in photography and truly has grown and blossomed. It's like watching him come to life when he's there in front of the stage observing the artist. Yeah, and, and what a great job he does. Yes. But anyway, we digress. <laughs> uh, because you didn't come here just to talk about Bobby Roebuck and his great photography. <laughs> and and, and, um, and we'll, talk, we'll continue that conversation. But there's been a lot going on in our community that uh, is of specific uh, concern to experiment in self-reliance. Because one of the things, of course, that you do is you play a major role in uh, working with the community on, on, on issues that are very important. And one of the issues that uh, came up, I guess it started, well, it literally started around Christmas time, but yeah. it didn't blossom or burst into flames, so to speak, until a few weeks later. And that's the, um, the, uh, the Weaver um, fertilizer plant fire. And uh, give us the backstory on that, because the people who live in that neighborhood, they were, they were put 
they were put out of their homes for a while, and there was a lot of fear. Yes, there was a lot of fear. And so as a result of the fire, uh, a one-mile radius around the fire area specific to the Weaver plant, people were evacuated. People were removed. There was anxiety. They were uncomfortable. They experienced some financial concerns as it relates to going to a hotel, um, getting groceries, even if they may have even had groceries at their house, suddenly being displaced created a hardship. Um, The elementary school that's in the area actually closed uh, in that particular area. And because people have asked, why ESR? And because we've been in this type of business since 1964, working side by side with people, understanding the dynamics of the concerns they may have in the household. Um, The mayor has stated we were the right agency for the right time. And so I'm pleased and proud of our team at ESR that have stepped to the plate to assist those residents that uh, are one mile radius of the Weaver plant. And so we have been providing services for those. There were so many questions that uh, were going on throughout the community um, uh, during that. um, That was a crisis. It was was a crisis, uh, indeed. And um, so people were were displaced. And it's one thing for a person to to hear evacuate and then evacuate and then come back in a couple hours. But these people were out for, for quite a while. Right. Um, typically, the uh, period of time started January the 31st and went up till February the 4th. We have a partnership with the city government that has been working with emergency management, the fire managers and people that were present, along with city council members that are in that particular area, specifically Mayor Pro Tem, D.D. Adams, as well as Mayor um, City Council Member Barbara Burke, along with the mayor. Uh, and probably many other officials that I may not come to head, they immediately developed a strategy to think about, okay, there are people that have concerns. There are people that have financial concerns. As a part of our case management system, we listen. Our success coaches, they're they're equivalent to case managers. Our success coaches are equipped and have the capacity to sit people down, calm their spirits, and talk about what their impact is and what their concerns are. So there is some framework that I'll talk about uh, in a moment, but that is sort of why we're at the table, to listen and to hear what the critical needs are. And in some cases, to represent those needs in different settings, be it at the minister's conference, being at, be it at the city council, be it with the leadership of the city. Uh, we express desires of people that may not necessarily be at the table. And so I'm proud of our team to have an opportunity to have a voice. Tawana Wellman Roebuck is the uh, executive director of Experiment and Self-Reliance. We're talking about several things today, but one of the things that we're talking about is the uh, the, the fire uh, that went on at the uh, Weaver uh, um, fertilizer plant, put a lot of people out of their homes. A lot of people were in danger. A lot of people were, were nervous, and they were upset and in a lot of stress during that period when they were uh, forced out of their homes. They, they were forced to evacuate, um, and... You said that you're listening a lot, and that's very important because a lot of people feel powerless, and they feel like nobody's listening to them when something like this happens. So let's talk about that. What are the things that you're hearing from people who were impacted by this fire, who had to leave their homes, who had to spend money that they didn't have to spend to uh, stay at a hotel and buy food, and they had a house full of food at home that they couldn't couldn't enjoy because they had to evacuate their homes? Absolutely. One of the things I don't know if the public is aware, and certainly I wasn't in the moment, 
there are right many senior citizens that live off of that Indiana area, the Cherry Street area, the zone area that has been deemed by the city government in that they indicated it's a one-mile radius of the Weaver plant. And so there are right many senior citizens wherein um, volunteers and people knocked on their doors in the middle of the night that say you have to evacuate. And so to hear a senior citizen's perspective on what might have occurred that evening is devastating for them. Yeah. One, you know, it's in the middle of the night. People wake up disoriented. I certainly do. You wake up disoriented, and there's a heavy knock on your door. And so that was what people talked about, that experience, that traumatic experience. Uh, there was one person that shared that their daughter still wakes up at night. Yeah. It was an elementary school t- uh, child indicated that they still wake up at night and remember that thump, thump, thump on the door in the middle of the night. And so that is the type of traumatic experience that people talk about. One lady talk about, you know, I had done my weekly shopping. And yeah. so there was groceries yeah. and those kinds of things. And so, you know, she thought about that. And then suddenly to move to a hotel, you know, we all sometimes go on vacation and we'll stop and get a bag of fruit. But now you're talking about staying a week yeah. at a hotel. You know, and I raised two boys. So a week in a hotel with two boys. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. 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 And it's money so, that you didn't have to have put away to spend. you had not anticipated. So that is the type of journey that people have talked about. What do we do? How do I get reimbursements? I also want to thank um, the uh, immediate responders that came on the scene, you know, to try to help out the various church groups that were there to provide shelter and food for those in the immediate moment, especially probably the first three days or so, they were there on the scene. And so we do want to thank those that were involved. Yeah, and I I had to give a shout out to Ed McNeil over at uh, the city of Winston-Salem because I said, Ed, thank goodness that they got somebody like you over there in PR and marketing because he's he's a journalist. I said, because people need to understand the truth and what's going on over there. And before he started doing um, his videos on YouTube, I mean, what a community effort to tell the story. Um, You didn't realize just how dangerous it was until you saw the look of fear in, in, in the fire chief's eye. That's right. I mean, that, that really told us exactly how much trouble we were in. We didn't realize it. You know, people equated it to the possibility of an explosion. A big explosion. A big explosion. I think it, I want to say it was Texas. I could be off where there was an explosion yeah. in another state. And so they equated it to that because apparently the chemicals that may have been in place for that particular uh, plant had the possibility of an explosion. So people, you know, sometimes it's the fear of the unknown yeah. that creates the most dilemma in the hearts and minds of so many people. And so we really were dealing with the unknown. It's 3.43. You're listening to Afternoon Jazz at 90.5 FM, WSNC, Winston-Salem. Jazz in all its colors from the campus of Winston-Salem State University. I'm Jim Steele in the studio with us uh, from Experiment and Self-Reliance. Tawana Cashwell-Monroebuck and Victoria Von Dolan in the studio. And um, uh, Tawana and I have been talking about the, the fire over at the, uh, the Weaver plant and um, the fear and everything that went into it and the, uh, um, the things that people who uh, were affected had to go through. But now there was a conversation, and we read about it in the newspaper, about uh, what to do. 
how can we um, pr provide something for these people who were um, inconvenienced, displaced? Um, so what 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 are you doing? How, your experiment in self reliance was called in to help uh, with this process. So exactly what is uh, being provided, and how can our listeners who may have been affected or may know of some, someone who's affected, how can they get the the, the support that they need? So absolutely, absolutely, we have been called in. Here it is, almost a month later. Uh, the fire uh, occurred some time back, and so now a month later. Uh, we have had the privilege to partner in concert with the city, city council, uh, city leadership, the mayor's office, and others to try to aid individuals that may have been impacted. So as we talk about impacted, we're looking at individuals and families, uh, head of household, to potentially uh, be reimbursed for some of their expenses. So certainly if a person uh, stayed in a hotel, have groceries, might have got an air filter, may have even had to get uh, an inhaler, that could be something that potentially if they have receipts, we could reimburse them. Uh, it's up to $1,000. So based on whatever expenses they have and their receipts, we can reimburse people up to $1,000 for the type of financial experience that they may have had, the financial debt that they see themselves in uh, during this period of time. It does not cover like if you've been evicted or if you're... Um, Utilities are off now. Primarily, we're looking at a period of time between January the 31st and February the 4th, what your expenses may have been during that week's period. And so there is an opportunity to re-engage those individuals, uh, reimburse those in individuals up to $1,000. We've had people tell us that, you know, girl, in the middle of the night, we didn't leave with no receipts. Okay, so up to $300. We actually can reimburse a person. If they give us uh, a list um, of expenses that they may have had during that period of time, again, it's the period of time, January the 31st through February the 4th, without receipts up to $300, we actually can reimburse them for their expenses. At this point, it is individuals and families. Uh, one of the things that we want to be mindful of, I know that there was a number of businesses located in that area. They should go to the city website to try to figure out what the possibilities are for them if they were a business. But at this point, ESR specializes and is working with those individuals and families in terms of financially how they might be in, impacted. Uh, Jim, one of the things I want to share with you, this is open to both our Spanish-speaking residents. On our staff, I have uh, Spanish um, caseworkers, uh, success coaches that can work one-on-one -on -one with them uh, in their Spanish language. And so we, we, to the best of our ability, are trying to remove all of the barriers that a person might be experiencing to come in and we're willing to listen, come in and share. You know, some of the things that we're learning now is what about the businesses? And so I'm prepared potentially to have that conversation with the city to see what can be done and what are the avenues. But at this point, um, we can only direct you to the city's website in relationship uh, to the businesses. I want everyone listening today to know that we're specializing in individuals and families. Now, you all have sent out uh, several press releases. Um, Victoria, thank you for getting those those news releases out really early. Uh, so those came out and it started giving people information about what they should do. But uh, uh, we're going to have things posted, of course, on our website. It's there right now. You have it on your Facebook page as well. And, uh, of course, you're directing people to the city of Winston-Salem's um, uh, web website as well to get this information. So so just uh, just a, a few last mentions of what they should do. What should people do to get started? 
Yes, absolutely. Um, I want to share with people, certainly you may be driving, uh, so look us up on our website, Experiment in Self-Reliance, EISR.org. Certainly go on our website so that you can learn more about the possibilities. You can actually set up an appointment to visit with us specifically about the Weaver Project. There is a link there where you can make an appointment. You also can uh, telephone us, 336-722-9400. Follow the prompts until you get to the receptionist, and they can direct your path in terms of how you can get an appointment to see uh, us to talk about what the possibilities are for reimbursement with the Weaver Project. Tawana Cash-Wellman, Roebuck, glad to have you here. Always to let us know about things that ESR is doing in the community. Your plate is always full. And one of the things that we're normally talking about this time of year, is that's one of the things that's, that's top of, of, on the list, is um, it's tax season. And you all do a marvelous job of, doing, of provi- providing tax service free of charge to so many people in our community. Right. You mentioned that we've got Victoria Von Dolan with us. And, Jim, if you'll allow Victoria to share a little bit about our tax program. Hi, Victoria. Glad to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Well, I'm, I'm sort of late at the game because I'm used to talking to you all so early about taxes. But, uh, but you have been up and running for, for weeks now. Yes. Yeah, so we started preparing taxes on January 24th. Um, so ESR is open as a tax site and we are preparing taxes by appointment only, so you can make an appointment on our website at eisr.org, or you can give us a call at 336-722-9400. Um, and we try to make it as easy as possible. Um, the appointment is so that we can work with uh, the individual to um, scan all their documents, so they'll need to bring all their tax documents and all of Everything that they need to bring is located on our website. Um, So we'll scan all that information and we will make an appointment for the person to come back. Um, And then when the person comes back, we'll go through their their completed tax return with them and file their return uh, right after that. Um, So it is by appointment only and it's also a drop-off thing. So, you know, you won't be sitting there for, you know, several hours uh, waiting to have your taxes prepared. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, you all have been very uh, COVID sensitive to this. Um, so you're very smart about how you have been uh, intaking people and uh, seeing with seeing people uh, one-on-one rather than there's not a, a lot of, uh, of, of uh, people together in a room at the same time. And full disclosure, I'm a customer, too. <laughs> and I had a great experience. Oh, great. I did. And I'll have to tell you, Tawana, yeah. the woman who took me in, she talked to me like, like I was a member of the family. Oh, yeah. And That's what we do. I refer to our staff as our staff family. I felt loved. Yes. And I, I was not looking forward to any of it. <laughs> but I, I felt loved. Yes, absolutely. This is not hyperbole. No, no, no. That's what we do. It's very common to see me in the lobby going, baby, now you, now you calm down. We're going to help you, but you just got to keep calm. And so we treat everybody as if you're an ESR family member. Absolutely. Now, now, Victoria, people are going to go to the website, of course, and they're going to see no more appointments until. So let's talk about that. When can people start signing up for appointments again? Um, so you can start signing up for appointments right away. Um, we have appointments up until April 18th, which is the last day of uh, that you can make appointments. Um, it's tax day. Uh but yes, we are open Monday through Friday, but we just have tax appointments uh, Monday through Thursday. 
So you, you can make an appointment online at eisr.org. Now, uh, Tawana Cash, uh, Wellman Roebuck, you all have been doing this for a couple of years. So you all have got it down. You've got the machine <laughs> down. So it's not like uh, people have to, to start panicking if they haven't contacted you when they get to the website and think, it's too late. Oh, yeah. It's not too late. We've been around since 1999. But I got to tell people that uh, certainly if you've got a small business, we probably are not the place for you. Primarily we do you know, basic taxes, come in with your W-2, that type of thing. Um, if you've got taxes that need to be reviewed for a variety of reasons, the best thing to do is to talk to our people or talk to someone you know about how to file it for an extension if you're past the April 18th period of time. Uh, if there's some tax questions and specific kinds of things that we need to examine, it's probably best for us to do that after tax season. Basically, what we're doing now is trying to assist everybody that needs to have their taxes done, have their taxes done. But we recognize that there are people that have questions. We've got just a couple of minutes left, but we want to touch on one thing, at least tease it. And that is uh, your your fundraiser had to be moved from winter because you always have this marvelous uh, winter event. But it's going to come up this summer. Yes, where we've uh, had to move our fundraiser event that typically is in February. And so we're moving it to June the 12th. And it's, it will be called Dancing into the Sunshine. And we are sort of excited about the name because, indeed, by June the 12th, sun will be out. It's a sparkling, uh, colorful type of year. And so we're looking forward to it. It's going to still be at the Innovation Quarters from uh, 4 to 730. The to- the cost of the tickets are $75 per person. And that ticket is just a, a small amount to get two choices of phenomenal meal. We're going to have um, hot meal service for you, wonderful auction items from various small businesses throughout the city. And most of all, people have been so excited that we are having phase band. So it's a time that is uh, a Sunday afternoon after church service. You get to tap your foot, do some line dancing, come out and enjoy. We want everybody to come out and be a part of the crowd to the best of our ability. The tables will be socially distanced. So we'll be mindful of those kinds of things. Feel comfortable if you need to wear your mask. But certainly it's going to be a fun time. June the 12th, dancing into the sunshine. Tawana Wellman-Roebuck, Victoria Von Dolan from Experiment and Self-Reliance, we thank you both for coming by, keeping us up to date. And, my dear, thank you for all the wonderful things that you do Now, before you go, yes, before you go, I want to extend an invitation to you personally. Thank you, my dear. For you to come out and enjoy our day. Victoria, help me remember, I've invited Jim out with his significant other to come and do some toe tapping with us that day. Well, you might not want to see that because I did not get the toe tapping gene, but I can certainly come <laughs> and enjoy. It's 354. You're listening to Afternoon Jazz at 90.5 FM, WSNC, Winston-Salem, jazz in all its colors from the campus of Winston-Salem State University.